0: Hi, I'm Jim Stroud and this is my podcast. Back in May 2018, Google quietly removed its famous don't be evil motto from the introduction to its code of conduct. As spotted by Gizmodo, the phrase was dropped from the preface of Google's Code of Conduct in late April or early May. Until then, don't be evil were the first words of the opening and closing sentences of Google's Code of Conduct and have been part of it since 2000. So, I'm wondering, has Google been evil since removing its famous motto? Well, I'll share some recent, rather controversial articles about Google and let you decide. Stay tuned. Advanced security, internet freedom, complete privacy. That's what you get with NordVPN, Imagine NordVPN as a hack-proof, encrypted tunnel for online traffic to flow. Nobody can see through the tunnel and get their hands on your internet data. NordVPN gives you peace of mind each time you use public Wi-Fi, access personal and work accounts on the road, or want to keep your browsing history to yourself. Try it out today. Matter of fact, you have nothing to lose with their 30-day money-back guarantee. Simply go to jimstroud.com slash secure, that's J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D slash secure, S-E-C-U-R-E. In fact, as a special offer to my listeners, go over to jimstroud.com slash secure and get your copy of NordVPN for 75% off. Now this is only for a limited time, so act fast. One more time, because I'm trying to look out for you, jimstroudcom slash s-e-c-u-r-e. That's jimstroudcom slash secure. Do it now, you'll be glad you did. Do you like junk food? Of course you do. Who doesn't? So it's likely you have some junk food in your cabinet or refrigerator. Now, what if one of your friends was a personal trainer? and a health food nut (laughs) and they spot the junk food in your house and immediately began tossing it into the trash. When you ask them, Hey, what are you doing? Their response is, trust me, it's for your own good. Most likely you would be offended because you rightly believe that you have the freedom to make your own decisions. And that choice was taken away from you by your friend. Well, that's kind of what Google is doing when it comes to their Google drive system. If you store a video, on your Google Drive that Google does not approve of, Google will remove it. Yes, I said what you just heard. Listen to these quotes from the website Reclaim the Net. since big tech platforms started cracking down on what they deem to be coronavirus misinformation, the media has been willfully flagging alleged violations to social media companies and getting content taken down. And now, the file storage and sharing service, Google Drive, has started to take down users' files in response to media complaints about them containing coronavirus misinformation. In an article reporting on the takedown, The Washington Post Silicon Valley correspondent Elizabeth Dwaskin complains that after the coronavirus documentary Plandemic was censored on social media, some YouTube clips were telling users how to access banned footage from the documentary via Google Drive. She then notes that after the Washington Post contacted Google, Google Drive took down a file featuring the trailer for the Plandemic documentary. The pandemic trailer isn't the only file that has been censored on Google Drive in recent months. After SpaceX and Tesla founder and CEO Elon Musk linked to what Dwoskin describes as a questionable study about the efficacy of the drug hydrochloroquine in March, Google blocked access to the document. For many Google Drive users, the service is their only file storage solution, and they use it to save copies of videos and posts that has been deleted or censored on other platforms. If this precedent continues, it could mean these users have their only copy of content that has been scrubbed from social media platforms taken down because they shared a link to those files with other people. The takedown of the pandemic file is reflective of the increasingly aggressive moderation standards big tech companies are employing when it comes to what users are allowed to say about the coronavirus. Okay, another scenario. Imagine that you are in love, or something similar, and you take some rather provocative photos and videos intended to be seen only by you and that one special person. Well, things happen, you break up, and now your racy photos and videos are online and easily found with a Google search of your name. Feeling extremely embarrassed, you contact Google and explain things. You tell them that it not only embarrasses you, but endangers your livelihood. You even get a lawyer involved. Google's response? Too bad, so sad. We will not remove a thing. Listen to these quotes from the uh, New York Post. I pleaded with Google's legal removals team to show mercy on 15 women I represented in the case against a porn company. My clients, all aged between 18 and 22, had answered deceptive bikini model ads and had become embroiled in a conspiracy to perform porn that resulted in some of them being raped before and during the shoots. These non-consensual sex videos were then shared hundreds of thousands of times on popular porn sites. We sent affidavits to Google urging them to remove the videos. Google's policies dictate only two instances when they will remove content, child pornography and copyright infringement requests. The current policy says Google may remove nude or sexually explicit images that were shared without consent, but the company maintains sole discretion about when to remove non-consensual pornography. If Google decides it will keep linking to a website that contains your nude images, victims are just out of luck. And there's no appellate body. There is no law. Only corporate policy that protects, or fails to protect, victims' most private information. Not even New York's new revenge porn laws help here because they are aimed at punishing the individual who non-consensually shared the material and not the search engines that drive views. Google knew these women had been tricked, held captive, sexually assaulted, and humiliated and were suffering because of the exposure it was causing, but corporate interests dictated total indifference. To this day, Google will not remove those links from their search engine results. The graphic evidence of abuse now haunts these women as they apply for jobs, use social media, seek roommates, date. Most of these women remain underemployed, terrified, and unable to lead normal lives because Google won't lift a finger on the basis of its cynical corporate policy. Google is the number one search engine in the world. According to StatCounter, Google handles 91.89% of all search engine searches. I'll say that again. Google handles 91.89% of all search engine searches. The second most popular search engine is Bing, with 2.79% search engine market share. This gives Google an unprecedented amount of control over how we think. For example, If you have no knowledge about peanut butter sandwiches and you search Google for information, then chances are your views on peanut butter sandwiches will be formed by what you find on Google. Now, imagine that instead of peanut butter sandwiches, you are curious about a political candidate. In an undercover video from the media company Project Veritas, a Google insider exposed the bias that Google has against President Trump. In no uncertain terms, they were very much against him politically and are determined to do all they can to prevent his re-election. Now, no matter where you are on the political spectrum, this should concern you. In effect, Google is taking delight in steering your thoughts so you think the way they want you to think, rather than you having a freedom of choice to make your own opinion. Listen to this clip from Project Veritas that exposes Jin Jinai, head of responsible innovation at Google and others.
1: Um, The reason why I decided to come to Project Veritas is because um, people need to know what's actually going on with Google. There's this facade about what they're doing. But what they're actually doing, what the employees are actually seeing inside the company, is different. But the reason we launched our AI principles is because people were not putting that line in the sun. They were not saying what well, is fair or what's that goal. Cool. So we we're like, well, we are a big company, we're going to say it. The people who voted for the current president do not agree with our definitional heritage. They're not an objective piece, they're not an objective source of information.
0: But then there are teams, you know, uh know, which are ML
2: Fairness. ML Fairness, the teams? Fairness, like, yeah. you know, you need to be fair. We're also training
1: our algorithms, like, if 2016 happened again, would we, have would I could be different. They are a highly biased political machine um, that is bent on never letting somebody like Donald Trump come to power again. 2020 is certainly on top of 9 old. Trust and Safety is top of mind. They've been working on it since 2016 to make sure we're ready for 2020. This is a Goliath I'm but of David, trying to say that the emperor has no clothes. He got called in front of Congress multiple times. They can pressure us for not changing. Being a small little ant, I can be crushed and I'm aware of that. But this is something that is bigger than me. This is something that needs to be said to the American public. Elizabeth Warren is saying that we should break up Google. i like, I love her, but she is very misguided. Like that will not make it better; it'll make it worse. Because now all these smaller companies who don't have the same resources that we do will be charged with preventing the next Trump situation. It's like a small company. Yeah. Not and it's it. like-
0: the clip you just heard and other information related to it was suppressed by the mainstream media, which is why you might not have heard a lot about that or anything about that prior to this podcast. However, it did reach the attention of some people in Washington. Listen to this exchange between Senator Ted Cruz and Google User Experience Director Maggie Stanfield during a Senate hearing on June 25th,
3: 2019. Um, Are you familiar with a report that was released yesterday from Veritas uh, that included... uh a whistleblower from within Google that included videos from a senior executive with at Google and then included documents that are purportedly internal PowerPoint documents from Google.
2: Yes, I heard about that uh, report in industry news.
3: Have you seen the report?
2: No, I have not.
3: So you didn't review the report to prepare for this hearing?
2: It's been a busy day, and I have a day job, which is digital well-being at Google, so I'm trying to make sure I keep the trains on the track. I'm sorry
3: this hearing is impinging on your day job.
2: It's a great opportunity. Thank you.
3: So a different individual, a whistleblower, identified simply as an insider at Google with knowledge of the algorithm. is quoted on the same report as saying, Google, quote, is bent on never letting somebody like Donald Trump come to power again. Do you think it's Google's job? to make sure, quote, somebody like Donald Trump never comes to power again?
2: No, sir, I don't think that is Google's job. And we build for everyone, including every single religious belief, every single demographic, every single region, and certainly every political affiliation.
3: Well, I, I have to say that that certainly does not appear to be the case. So a final question, one of these documents that was leaked explains what Google is doing, and it, it has a series of, of steps. Uh, training data are collected and classified, algorithms are programmed, media are filtered, ranked, aggregated, and guaranteed, and that ends to with people, parentheses, like us, are programmed. Does Google view its job as programming people with search results?
2: Thank you senator. I can't speak for the whole entire company, but I can tell you that we make sure that we put our users first in our design.
3: Well, I think these questions raise very serious these documents raise very serious questions about political bias at the company.
0: Did you hear any remorse in that testimony from Google? Uh, I didn't either. If Google's indifference towards manipulating search results to guide your way of thinking does not bother you, nor its censorship of information that you keep in your private Google Drive, nor its lax attitude towards removing embarrassing data that threatens your way of life, then I have one more consideration that is sure to bother you indeed. (laughs) I'll share that right after this. DuckDuckGo is a search engine just like Google, and its main focus is users' privacy. If you have ever used this search engine, you already know what it can do for you. Now, whether you are a new DuckDuckGo user who is trying to learn what all this site can do, or you are someone who has already been using the site for some time, learning some of the search tips for this famous search engine will not hurt. Go to www.jimstroud.com free to download the free ebook. 12 DuckDuckGo search tips you should know to boost productivity. Again, go to slash free to download the free ebook, 12 DuckDuckGo search tips you should know to boost productivity. Do it now. You'll be glad you did. How do you feel about Google knowing you better than your friends, better than your family, better than your spouse? If you've done nothing wrong and have nothing to hide, what about the potential of hackers getting personal information and using it to steal from you or harm your reputation or endanger the lives of people you associate with? For that matter, are you comfortable with Google having all this information about you and then selling it to the highest bidder? Does that bother you? What about having a permanent record somewhere on the internet about all of your deeds and misdeeds and it never going away. Patel is an entrepreneur, author, and journalist. Among his claims to fame is helping to launch Wired Magazine, founding the annual Web 2.0 Summit, and writing the popular book The Search, how Google and its rivals rewrote the rules of business and transformed our culture. He also writes the blog Search Blog, which reports on the search engine industry. One of his readers asked him a very interesting question back in 2006, and this is how it went. His reader asked, does Google keep logs of searches correlated with IP address or other personally identifiable information for users who have not logged in? John Patel answered, I knew it kept parts of this data, but was not sure. So I pinged Google PR, which checked in it for me, thanks. The response was to quote Google's privacy FAQ. And here's a quote from Google's privacy FAQ. Like most websites, our servers automatically record the page requests made when users visit our sites. These server logs typically include your web request, internet protocol address, browser type, browser language, the date and time of your request, and one or more cookies that may uniquely identify your browser. In other words, yes, Google does record this data. But does it keep that data, I asked. The answer, yes, we do. Now, that was in 2006. Google now has a service called Google Takeout that lets you download your data from its various services. But to quote the blog CNET, Just because you said Google not to track your online or offline activity doesn't necessarily mean you've closed off your data to Google completely. Google has admitted it can track your physical location even if you turn off location services using information gathered from Wi-Fi and other wireless signals near your phone. Also, just like Facebook has been guilty of doing for years, Google doesn't even need you to be signed in to track you. Not to mention, there are sometimes seeming contradictions between Google's statements on privacy issues. For example, Google recently admitted to scanning your Gmail messages to compile a list of your purchases in spite of publicly declaring in a 2018 press release, quote, to be absolutely clear, No one at Google reads your Gmail, except in very specific cases where you ask us to and give consent or where we need to for security purposes, such as investigating a bug or abuse, end quote. Well, perhaps by no one, Google meant no human. But in an age of increasingly powerful AI, such a distinction is practically moot. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. You can leave a comment concerning this podcast on my website at www.jimstroud.com. In addition to finding source material and related information for this podcast episode, you'll find other goodies that I hope will make you smile. And if you have not already, please subscribe to my website. Your continued support keeps this podcast train chugging down the track.